Hello there, and welcome to the first episode of 2023. I am going solo today for the first time, but next week, rest assured, my brother's going to be back, and George and I will both be in your ears talking about business all year long. Today, I just wanted to make sure we didn't skip the very first week of the year, because that's not a great way to start off a podcast that I have committed to do every week for the year. Speaking of commitments for the year, I thought maybe our topic today would be the one that probably every single stinking podcast is talking about this week. We're going to talk about New Year's resolutions, but of course, we will have a business spin on that. But I always find this New Year's resolution thing a little fascinating. Right up front, I'm just going to tell you, I don't do this. I don't set resolutions. It's just not my thing which I don't know, maybe that seems weird since I'm very much into planning and all that kind of stuff. But resolutions, they fall into a different category for me. And yet, if you really dig into it, so many of the reasons why resolutions fail, it just comes down to all the things that we talk about here on the Belief Shift podcast around whether you are setting goals properly and have a plan and all that kind of stuff. So I just kind of wanted to dig into this a little bit and also set you up for some steps you should be taking to plan in your business for 2023. So it's not going to be all New Year's resolution stuff. It's also going to be business planning stuff. Welcome to The Belief Shift, the show that explores what you really need to know about building a successful small business. I'm your host, Camille Rapaz, small business coach and consultant who spent too much of her career working in corporate business performance. And I'm George Trapeau, your co-host and her brother. I'm a leader in the tech world, bringing my corporate perspective, but mostly my curiosity. Together, we're exploring beliefs about success and how to achieve it, but mostly we're bringing practical solutions so you and your business can thrive. So first of all, let's go into this world of New Year's resolutions and what happened. So I did a little Googling and discovered that only about 9% of people succeed in their New Year's resolutions. 9%, like that's not great. Why would we even bother doing them if only 9% of us are going to make them happen? And who knows if those people were happily doing it, by the way, or if they just trudged their way through. Anyhow, I thought that was a fascinating stat. The other one that's interesting is 80% of New Year's resolutions are abandoned by February, like a month from now. So why would you even bother? What's the point? So maybe you are like me and you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't set them either. This is why, like, why bother? But if you are one of those people who does do them and you get frustrated because you never seem to make them happen, but every year you're determined, like it's a fresh new year, we can have a new start. It kind of feels like you should do something. But here's some reasons why doing a New Year's resolution, the way that you do it is probably what's killing you. We sort of put it out there as this light, flippant little idea of, hey, what are your New Year's resolutions? But just basically saying, hey, how do you want to be a better human next year? Which already is kind of starting off in a weird place. It kind of implies, am I not a good enough human already? I feel like I'm doing pretty good here in the world. So there's all sorts of reasons that go into why these resolutions can be problematic. But if we just focus on the stuff that I like to focus on, which is the just this focus on how we go about it, Here are some of the top reasons that I found when I was looking into this. Again, you can do your own little Google search, but if you do, you're going to see a lot of these themes showing up. And so here's the main reasons that so many New Year's resolutions fail every year. So the first one is that the goal is just too big. You're just trying to do too much too soon. You know, maybe you did something crazy like my New Year's resolution is I'm going to run that marathon at the end of February. And if you're starting from zero and you're not a runner, that's probably a pretty big goal, right? They sound really good, 
But if we really broke them down, we realized that was just way too much to try and work into my already, by the way, really busy life. So that's one reason. Another reason is that it's just overwhelming. It might be doable, but for you personally, there's something about it that really feels overwhelming. So maybe it's because it's something that's really foreign to you. It's going to really put you outside your comfort zone. So a simple one would be something like you are planning to start going to the gym three days a week, but you've never been to a gym. And so that's a place that's completely foreign. You don't know how to use the equipment. You know, that awkward feeling. And if you've been to the gym, you remember what it was like the first time you went, you just was kind of looking around, not really knowing what to do. And you feel like a dork because people are looking at you. Nobody's looking at you, but you think they are. And you don't know what to do. So it could just be that, like you've set something up that's so overwhelming to do out of the gate and you haven't really given yourself a chance to walk your way into it. So that's another reason, too overwhelming. A third reason is that it's just too vague. You just vowed to be healthier. I mean, that's a great goal. I love it, but it's too vague. There's so many different ways to be healthier if that was a goal that you, a resolution that you set. Another reason why resolutions fail is that you're trying to do it alone. We really are not good at being accountable to ourselves as humans. So if you don't have any support and you don't have anybody that's helping you keep that accountability or on that journey with you, it's really going to make it difficult for you to do that particular resolution. This is a fifth reason why resolutions fail. You don't have a plan. I know we talk about planning a lot, but you know, there's this old saying of a goal without a plan is just a wish. It's kind of true. Like you can write down this resolution all you want and be all excited about it. But if you don't have an actual plan to complete it, and that plan has to be achievable, by the way, there's such a thing as making a plan that also doesn't work. You have to have an actual plan that you can do in order to accomplish and make this resolution happen. Another one is that you are not along the way recognizing your small wins. This makes sense for why people fail after month one. If you haven't acknowledged any wins in making progress towards this new year's resolution, then you're definitely going to just sort of burn out, right? You're not rewarding yourself. You're not building any momentum. You have no motivation because all you're doing is just sort of, I guess I'm working on this thing, but I haven't really done much. There's no faster way to just kill the motivation to do something than to not recognize that you're making any progress at all. So not recognizing small wins, huge downer and completely going to take you off track of your resolutions. And then the last one, and this one, I think we don't talk about enough. So all those other ones are pretty common, right? You're like, yeah, I get it. My goals are too big. I didn't really make a plan. You're right. Those things all make sense. But there's another reason we don't talk about a whole lot that I think is really, really important. And it's this. There is nothing magical about January 1st. So if you're trying to create change in your life, which is what a resolution represents, right? There's something you want to do better next year. It's usually a health focus, but it could be anything. It's almost always focused on changing some habit, either stopping a habit or starting a new habit, or maybe it's a combination of those things. These are difficult things to do. And you know this, habits aren't just something you can choose tomorrow to just do. You don't just change them overnight. They are hard to get to integrate into your life. So January 1st isn't just this magical day when all habits become easy to start, but we have this pressure of, because it's January 1st, I should start making change happen. So the fact that we pick this day is problematic in itself because there's nothing magical about it. You're going to be ready when you're ready. And if you try to create change at some level in your life, that you're not ready for, it doesn't matter how big or small it is, changing a habit is changing a habit. 
And if you're not ready for it, it's not going to be successful. So you really have to think about, well, why do I want this now? When should I actually start this? And have I done any of the pre-work I need to get ready for change? And we do not think about that enough. We don't think about how do I need to prepare myself to make sure that this change is as easy for me as possible, especially if it's about habits or about some new way of working that you want to do that it's just something you've never done before. We don't give ourselves enough grace, I think, in how hard it is to change small things in our lives. And that I think is essentially what happens when January 1st comes around. And I have people ask me, do you have New Year's resolution? I'm like, no, I don't have any resolution. I don't want to talk about that. That's not interesting to me at all right now, because I'm trying to create change in my life all the time. Nobody asks me July 1st, if I have a mid summer resolution, why isn't that? July 1st could be just as good a time to start a new habit as any. For that matter, why July 1st? Why not July 13th? It really can just be any day you choose. And it's all about, I'm going to do the work to prepare for this change and set myself up for success. And then I'm going to start working to implement that change. So if you just start thinking about your resolutions as just what changes do I want to create in my life over time, and then having a plan to do it, I just think that's a much better way to go than trying to get locked into there's one time a year when I got to make this commitment. I know it feels like it should be magical, but it's really not. There's nothing magical about that date. So those are my thoughts on New Year's resolutions. As I was looking at that, of course, I'm always thinking, how do, what does this have to do with business? You're probably thinking that too. What, where is she going with this? What's it have to do with business? Well, the same rules apply to creating a business plan. So I do love January 1st as a date for writing a business plan for the year. But again, there's also really nothing magical about that. There's no reason your annual planning can't happen in the summer. I mean, as a small business owner, big businesses are sort of kept on a schedule of when they have to do their budgets and their reporting to the board or whatever they've got going on, right? They have other rules they're working by. But if you're just out there, solopreneur, small business owner, just, you know, doing what you're doing, yeah, you're going to pay annual taxes, but that doesn't at all have anything to do with when you want to make plans in your business. I personally love January for planning in your business, but you know, it doesn't have to be that way. And at the end of the day, you also should not just be planning in January or one time a year, whenever you decide to do it. And so this is really where I want to kind of connect this back. So in your business, all these other rules, before we talk about is January a magical time to plan in your business or not, let's just look back at all these other reasons I said that New Year's resolutions fail, because it's the same reason why a business plan fails. Your goals are too big. You are overwhelmed by the choices you've made. You don't have clarity about exactly what you're trying to accomplish in your business. You are not connecting with enough other business owners. You don't have a community of people who get you because they also are business owners doing what you're doing. You aren't always working and navigating a plan, an actual plan for your business. And you're not rewarding yourself enough for all the small wins you're having along the way. These are the same things. The same reason that we don't make change from a resolution is the same reason we don't create change in our businesses. So whatever you're trying to do this next year in your business, you need to focus on those things. And it can take a little bit of time and practice to get some of these right. And you're going to be better at some than others. So maybe you're really great at setting the goals and they are achievable, but you're not good at following through. Or maybe you're really good at working a plan, but the goals you make are just, they're always too big and they're just throwing you off. 
there can be all sorts of different reasons why you're either good at some aspects or others. What's most important is that you just work on closing those gaps and getting better at it. And how do you get better at stuff? By practicing it. So just keep practicing all of these things and working on a plan, which is why I really love the idea that we sort of start off the year with establishing a plan for the year for the next 12 months. But really what you're doing is you're going to plan year round. So you're going to, you know, have quarterly plans. You should even have monthly goals. So let me just talk about and break this down a little bit. Let's move into this phase of the conversation where I just talk about in your business, what should you be doing to plan for 2023? What are the big picture steps? So I'm going to lay these out for you. And if you are interested in walking through a process with me, I am doing a online workshop on this. So I'll, I'll talk about that at the end here and I'll leave a link in the show notes. So you can join that if you want. It'll be the second week of January. I'm just going to walk through the big picture of what goes into that process that I'm going to be doing in this online workshop. So the first step actually is something I covered in the previous episode. And that was the last episode of 2022, where I talked about reflection as the first step. You have to first assess what's happened and what have I learned and what's been going on. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly encourage you to go back, listen to it and go through that process for yourself. That's step one. The next step is, so now that I've looked backwards, I've looked sort of in the past. The next step is now I have to look to the future. A nice way to think about this can be just be my five-year vision, but you don't have to put a year on it. You could just say out there. That just gives you a gauge somewhere out there in the future. So this is how you establish the direction for your business. What you do when you're looking at your long-term and five-year vision is you're looking at a long-term vision that is an ideal state for your business. This is where I want to be in the future. How achievable that is in say a five-year mark is not as important as having clarity of what you want your business to do. When you have that vision, it makes all your decisions easier, clearer, and you're also much more aware if you are taking any detours in your business that you maybe didn't plan on, it's much easier to catch yourself when that happens. They are more obvious to you when you have a clear path and then you can get back on track. So the long-term perspective is really important. So have that future vision, long-term vision that you've thought through. Now you're going to do brainstorm. What are all of the ideas you have for how you could do that? And I know you have a ton of them. And the best thing you can do in order to manage all of that stuff going on in your head is get them all out on paper. So write them all down. I don't care whether they're big, small, crazy, seem unrealistic. What about this? What about that? And maybe I could try this. I want all of those things out. That's what the brainstorm is. And then you have to start making this a real goal, a real plan, I should say. And I want you to focus first on just what would I do in this first year? What would my focus be for year one in terms of goals? And from there, you start narrowing it down even further until it becomes more and more actionable because even a one-year goal can still seem like something you're not quite sure how to take action on until you break it down into smaller pieces. But first you make that one-year goal. And then the next step is to make sure you haven't set yourself up with too many goals. And by this, when I get to this stage, I guess I really want to introduce a concept to you about when we talk about goals in business and how we should think about them. Because one of the things that can really trip a business owner up is that they've set themselves up with way too many things to accomplish in the year, too many goals. That's really hard if you have way too many goals going on in your business. However, what you do wanna do is make sure you have enough measures going on in your business, you have enough targets that you're trying to reach in the right areas of your business that you know how your business is performing. And those are known as KPIs or key performance indicators. 
So when we think about goals, I want you to think about it in this way. There are stability goals, which are about how you're going to keep your business running smoothly and how you have stability in your business. So these are things like improvement projects. I want to improve on some customer service processes, or I want to improve on my IT systems and I have need better backup plans for those, or I just have some general maintenance work I need to do in some area of my business. And it's really setting this foundation for being able to do future growth in your business. It's about how the business runs smoothly. So when I talk about systems as one of those three components, you might've heard this in the past. I talk about three components of business, clarity, systems, and mindset. I'm really talking about systems here. Are the systems solid? This could also be mindset too, by the way. You should always be working on that, your own mindset as a business owner. But these systems need to be running smoothly. That's how you create stability in your business. So focusing on those is really important. And you should have goals around those every year. So an example of a stability goal could be something like, you know, maybe you've got a, a really nice marketing plan and a little system running for that. And so what you want to do is just make to make sure that that system is sustaining and it's delivering what you want it to, you can't walk away from that. You have to have some sort of measure to know that it's still working. And so maybe what you do is you set just some you know, growth target, for example, that might be something like maybe you're, if you're using email marketing, maybe you're setting a target for how much you want to grow your email list. That's doesn't take a lot of extra big new work for you to do. It's just part of your marketing strategy and plan that you're doing. You do have to have to have plans for it, but it should be something that you're just working towards and measuring. It's creating more and more stability in your business. Similarly, it could be, it could instead be, if it's not email marketing, it could be about maybe in-person networking events. And it doesn't have to be about marketing. Like that's the easy one, but it could be about anything in your business that you want to keep going at a steady pace. It could be a way that you want to steadily manage certain expenses in your business. Maybe that's something that you're trying to create stability around you should create numerical targets for all of these so that you can see that you're actually making progress. So those are the types of things I want you to think about when you think I've got to have just some goals that are the stability goals that I'm going for that make sure I know the most important things that I rely on in my business are going well. How would I know how my business is performing if I'm not measuring anything? That's where your stability goals come in. Then the second type of goal to think about is what I call breakthrough goals. These are the things that create significant change. And so this is where you might think of a stretch goal. It's something that's, that could be really disruptive in an organization, and it's creating some kind of growth or transformation. So an example there might be you're going to launch a new service or a product for your customers, or maybe you're going to completely redesign some process in your business. It's just not working well right now, and you just want to redesign that. Bigger companies, it could be doing like a reorg or a complete restructure. Even a small business, if you just have a small set of employees, but you're growing and you need to sort of create some new roles or, or realign how people are reporting in the organization, that could be a breakthrough if it's really a big change for you. And because it's always really disruptive when you do stuff like that. So those are examples of things that might happen that would be considered a breakthrough. Now, the reason you think about both of these, again, is the stability goals are really just sustaining the business. If you don't keep your eye on them, things are easily going to just start going sideways. But also, similarly, without any kind of breakthrough goal, you could very quickly just fall behind the competition because you're not actually pushing your company to be changing, transforming, growing, whatever word you want to use. You always have to be pushing forward just a little bit. 
It doesn't have to be big. And by the way, your version of what's breakthrough or is considered disruptive in your company is yours to define. Every business is different. And the level of change that that business is used to versus is not used to can also be different. What's most important in this concept is that you understand that you have to focus on the day-to-day work and those things require goals and targets to measure performance against. And then you also have to be thinking about what are the key parts of my business that I need to actually put more attention into and create some change in order to actually stay out ahead of everything. And you got to have a balance of both. Most of the time, businesses are just running on stability goals with maybe not even having measures for them. And that's where we're maybe messing up a little bit because we can't really tell if things are going well or not. We just are gauging it by, is my bank account still you know, full? And that's okay to a point, right? So as a small business owner, you've got to start thinking about what are just a couple other things I should measure? Again, back to those, what are my key performance indicators or the KPIs I should be looking at? in order to see how things are going in my business. And of course, the two big ones are you need to have something around your financials and you have something around your marketing. But there are other measures you could look at too, depending on what kind of business you are running and how you want to look at those is really important. And this is where getting some of their eyes on your business can be really helpful to help you really identify what are the measures I should look at in order to see how my business is going. Whatever you do, don't pick too many because that can really be a detriment because you just spend all your time trying to track the numbers and then you lose sight of what was important in them. So if you've never done this before, you've never had a stability goal or a target, that's just about how you're measuring the stuff you're already doing all the time in your business. Just try picking one or two that you're going to look at to see if that can be helpful. It's most important for you at the stage your business is in is really what you want to target. And it might take a little bit of experimentation. You might try a measure and maybe you realize it's not really telling me what I need to know. So I got to try something else. Don't be surprised if that happens. If you try measuring something and realize it's not that helpful and you've got to try measuring something else, pretty common. So just start doing the measurements is really my point. If you are somebody who already does a lot of measurements, make sure they're all meaningful to you. This is your chance to look at them and say, could I strip out some of these things and make sure you're not burdening yourself with too much information? There is such a thing. So that's the stability focus. The breakthrough, these are the goals that I mostly end up focusing on with business owners because they really struggle to do them. These are your big dreamy thoughts that you're like, I really want to figure out how to implement this. And I don't know how. I don't have time in my day because all I'm doing is trying to hold it together. You're basically trying to keep stability in the company, but you're doing that so much that you don't know how to get out and work on these new ideas, these breakthrough initiatives that you really want to do in your business. This is the biggest struggle that I see. Small business owners really are challenged. I mean, any business is really challenged with this. We staff our businesses up to operate the business and not necessarily to also create change in the business. So that can really just create a lot of tension in terms of uh, there's not enough time and enough resources and all that stuff. So this is a real problem for businesses across the board. As a small business owner, you then tackle this by saying, what are the key breakthrough things I need to do this year? And if you're a micro business owner or a solopreneur, you really need to keep this to one thing, because if you have too many things you try to do in the year, it will overwhelm. You are doing all the things in your business. It's really hard to do more than one really significant breakthrough in your business. So try to keep this just simple and straightforward for you. And don't think you have to do a whole lot of that. Even for big businesses, I try to keep them to three really big things that you're going to do, but that's it. Nobody has time to do more. 
it seems like you should on paper, it'll look good, but in reality, it won't play out. So try to just do fewer things really well. And this is the place to start fewer measurements for stability really well, and fewer breakthrough goals that really transform your business. That means when you set that goal, you want it to really be the right one, right? You really want to focus on what's that thing I really should do this year. And you want to make sure you're doing it in the right order. So you might have a series of goals you want to achieve over the next few years. You got to think about, am I doing them in the right order? I've definitely had business owners go after a goal and then realize, oh, I'm actually not ready. I needed to do this other thing first. And that's okay. Sometimes that's how we have to learn. We have to try going for a goal before we realize what all the pre-work was that we were supposed to do. Try to keep that in mind as you set the goal and figure out what is some of that pre-work I should do. And is that my goal first? Oftentimes it is. And maybe it's not as fun. The pre-goal before the big goal isn't always as much fun. But this gets back to what I talked about in the beginning of there's nothing magical about when we actually do this stuff. There's just a time that you set for yourself to do it. What's most important is that you set yourself up for success, not that you set yourself a hard deadline. So I will give you an example from my own business. I've been really excited about wanting to launch a mastermind. I've got some amazing clients that I want them to meet each other. And I just really want this to be something that I can do for my clients. And I've done other group work in the past, but I haven't been able to pull this particular one together. And I have set dates for myself that I've had to keep moving mostly because I was getting a lot of work. So it was a good reason, like good work was coming in. So I had set my plan up based on my current availability to work on it. And when that changed, I had to adjust. And it was for a good reason, but it was also really painful. Like I, I, this is something I really, really want to do. And how am I not making time for it? And I knew what I wasn't going to do was sacrifice a lot of my personal time to make it happen. So I was making some serious trade-offs and not choosing to sacrifice in order to make that happen. My business is doing just fine. It has not hurt my business in any way. It's just me personally looking at that goal and being like, oh, darn it. I really wanted that to happen. And this is probably the harder thing we have as business owners is because we're in control of all of this. We think we can set these dates and just make stuff happen. And we can't, that's just not how it works. You have to be ready to go with the flow and adapt and make things happen in a way that is more creative than maybe what you thought you were going to do in the beginning. So try to set yourself up for what you think is possible, but remember that that might change over the year. And that's why this one time of year planning is not a great idea. You should definitely do significant planning work at least one time a year. This plan should get edited, changed, updated, whatever you want to say, at least every quarter, if not every month. You've got to be planning very, very consistently in order for everything to actually play out the way that you want it to. So everything's going well in my business because I kept adjusting and changing the plan and making sure that I was still on track with my bigger goals. And I didn't get hung up on the fact that how I wanted to do it wasn't exactly playing out the way that I wanted. I had to let that go and be ready to pivot. And it's great. Everything's looking great. And I'm still going to do that someday, hopefully next year. But I just couldn't make it happen this year. And I just had to be okay with that. So when you're thinking about going into your planning, make sure you're going into it with really high aspirations for yourself, but also throughout the year, then some grace for how it's all going to play out and that you're going to have to make adjustments as you go. And your main goal is as you look at these goals, 
the big mistake I see with breakthrough goals is that they are scoped way too big. It is too much for anybody to accomplish in a year. So really be critical about that goal when you set it and make sure that it's achievable. Make sure you feel good about it. Start mapping out the plan. How many hours am I going to have to spend? As much thinking about it as you can do to really think, is this going to be possible? Am I really going to be able to make this happen? Right out of the gate, try to set yourself up for success as opposed to setting yourself up with a goal that sounds really amazing, but is completely not possible. That's the biggest mistake I see people making. The goal itself sounds great. And when we just kind of chunk it out in big picture, it still seems feasible. But when we start getting into the details, that saying the devil's in the details totally shows up here because that's where we run into problems and we run into an inability to achieve these big breakthrough goals. And then that makes us not want to set them anymore. So I hope that if you're going to make any kind of New Year's resolution, just to loop this back to that idea, maybe you'll set a resolution around how you're going to be better at planning in your business whether you're not consistent enough, whether you're just not doing it at all, whether you're not including others in that planning process. That's another big thing I've talked about in the past. All of these things to think about, what's just one small thing I could do better this year when I think about doing planning in my business? I would love for that to be one of your focus areas for the year 2023 for you and for your business. All right. That's all I've got for you for this first episode of the year. I promise next week, George will be back. So we will talk more about business next week. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us whenever you joined us and started listening to the podcast. I really appreciate all the thoughts and comments, which reminds me, if you are loving this podcast, if you could leave us a review on Apple podcasts, we would love that. I will put a link for that in the show notes. You can just click and go right there. Leave us a, I mean, ideally a five-star review, of course, but you know, you do you leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Another way you can communicate with us is you can go to our website and you can actually leave us a voice message if you want. So if you have ideas of what you want us to talk about this year, things you'd like us to dive into, things you like or don't like about the podcast, we want to hear all of it. So go leave us a quick voice message if you want to. We'd love to hear from you. And then if you are interested in doing planning with me, join my workshop, which is going to be happening that second week of January. There will also be a link in the show notes to that. So you can join that online and that'll be fabulous. All right. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back in your ears next week. Mm -hmm.